But I do want that song, the lyrics, I want it ringing in our ears tonight. We lay down. Instead of sugar plums, I want you to hear those lyrics in your head. Um, I was listening to that song. Shay, my middle son, had a, he's in the jazz choir at BHS, and we went this week or last week, and they, they've been traveling around. They go, they go like to all these businesses. You may have even seen them. I don't know. They go to the Capitol. They go to all these places. Used to go to nursing homes, and then no more of that. Uh, but they go around and they sing Christmas carols and things this time of year. Anyway, they put on a private show for the parents, and we went to that. And they sang this song, and as they sang it, I did what I do when people are talking to me or singing to me. I start thinking. <laughs> and, and it started me thinking about this song, this song, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And what is it really about? It's old. It was penned, written down, at least the lyrics, as early as the 1600s, mid-1600s, it looks like, somebody. And there's a debate about where the comma goes. I found this out this week as I started digging and doing some research. Where, God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Be at rest, you merry gentlemen. Is that what it's saying? Or is it saying, God rest you merry, gentlemen? And after digging in a little bit and understanding, I think the comma goes before gentleman, the gentleman, right? It needs to be, before that is addressed to the gentleman, God rest you Mary. This phrase shows up as early as the mid-1600s in the Oxford English Dictionary, God rest you Mary, or God rest ye Mary, as a sort of a wish for peace and happiness. Rest you Mary is, is the general phrase. May you be at peace, and may you be happy. And by the way, it was written in, and it's still in, it's in a minor key. And there's so many versions of it, it's hard to know, like, where we should land. But it's supposed to be, and I think Shay or Brad could probably explain this better than I can, but it's supposed to be somewhat haunting. This song is supposed to create in us a longing. It's not supposed to be, it's not intended to be, incredibly uplifting, like from its original intent, it's supposed to be almost mournful, like, by the way, all of our favorite Christmas stories. There's a sense of foreboding, a sense of longing. Christmas Carol, like one of our most treasured Christmas stories, and it's about a grumpy old man who hates Christmas. The Grinch, he wants to steal Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey thinks he's worthless and wants to end it all. There's a sense of darkness and hauntingness and longing in the song and the way it's written. So what is it about? Well, it says right at the beginning, let nothing you dismay. Don't dismay at all. (laughs) But let's be honest for a minute, can't we? There's a lot to dismay. Our family has been going through an ongoing trauma that's difficult to walk through. That's, that's our story. A good friend of many of ours isn't with us tonight because disease is having its way with her body. Some of us maybe are alone for the first time, having lost someone this year. Maybe you're alone for the 22nd year in a row because of cancer or heart disease or some vicious, wicked disease that wreaks havoc on humanity and tears families apart and leaves hearts broken. 
And add to that, there are people who I care deeply for who are considering ending it all because the world is such a hard place sometimes. Let nothing you dismay. (laughs) Now, I realize that somebody here tonight is probably upset with me because it is my job to give you rainbows and unicorns on Christmas. I'm sorry. You want to pretend that on this night of all nights, there's nothing in the world but joy and peace. But that's what the songwriter, the unknown songwriter, knows. If that were true, we wouldn't need someone to tell us, let nothing you dismay. We wouldn't need to be told, God rest you merry, be at peace, be happy. Now, I don't see my job as giving you false platitudes because it's Christmas. (laughs) I see it as giving you real hope. For, and a real answer to the very real pain that many of us encounter in the very real world that we all live in. So why does this song tell us, let nothing you dismay? Because remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. We talk a lot about Savior, this word. It's a word that gets bandied around in in Christian circles often, Savior. And some of you might be here tonight because years ago or this week, I don't know, you, you prayed a prayer to accept Christ as your Savior. That may be true. But what does that really mean? Savior. What do we need a Savior for? Some of us are under the... Sad delusion, I think, that what we need is to go to heaven when we die. And so if we pray this prayer, that's Jesus' job, and he'll take us there. And if that's your worldview, and if that's your expectation, then there's a very good chance you have a lot to dismay. So many of our lives are filled to some extent, with sorrow, with grief, with heartache, with loss, with, with unfulfillment. <laughs> you know who you are. Don't try to pretend that everything's okay. It's not. All of us, every single one of us here, and all of us streaming, and everybody that's not here, and they're at home opening presents right now, all of us <laughs> attempt in some way to be our own Savior from all of these things, the things that hurt, the pain, the heartache that we all live with, all of us are trying something to ease the pain, whether it's through addiction, anger. We've seen a lot of that the last few years, just getting mad, being right, and getting mad at the people that are wrong. How about overwork? Some of us just got to keep going. Because as long as we keep going and we keep accomplishing, then that'll ease the pain in our hearts. Because things aren't what they're supposed to be. Maybe it's putting on the absolute perfect holiday gathering. Everything's going to be perfect. (laughs) We all know that doesn't actually happen as much as we might try to aim for it. These are just a few, just a few, just a small number of the the ways that we, all of us, try to save ourselves from the dismay, from the pain, from the sorrow, from unfulfillment that we all encounter living in this life. 
So tell me something. As we sit here, we're waiting to sing a song and light our candles, our little battery-operated ones, because, you know, because we got new carpet. How is that going for you, saving yourself, easing the pain of existence through all the different things that you try? How's it going? There's a line in the song that says, to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. The Bible tells us that story of Satan, which means the adversary, the enemy, the evil one, the destroyer. Ever since Genesis chapter 3, even before that second panel, even before the fall, he was working to bring death and destruction to everything that was good and beautiful in the world. And he's keeping at it. We're told he's tricky, that he, he likes to make people think he's an angel when he's the devil. He likes, to, he likes to make you think something's really good and he's going to reach out and stab you, right? He likes to make what is awful, what is wrong, what is bad look like it's good. We're told he wants us to be unhappy. He wants to suck the joy out of our life and take our life when he can. And he offers all sorts of tasty treats, if we're honest, especially on Christmas. Revenge, that one time a year when you're going to see that nasty uncle, this is your chance, right, to lash out at him. Loneliness, <laughs> for people like me who like to suck it up in unhealthy ways. And maybe for others who aren't like me, who loneliness provides the, the soil where bitterness and resentment can take root. There's plenty of that. Excessive eating. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for it. Anger. Some of us are just waiting, aren't we? I know we are. Some of us are just waiting for that I don't know, Trump grandpa or the snowflake, right? And we're going to, we, we got all our arguments fixed. We're just, and, and it tastes so good, doesn't it? Till you get up the next day and you find out, no, it didn't feel that great. Or even false perfection. Those efforts to make everything come off absolutely flawlessly, but we've all learned from the Who's who were able to have Christmas even when the roast beast didn't show up. What's your favorite tasty treat on Satan's Christmas buffet? What do you just love to indulge in, to gorge yourself on? These, something else? Let me ask again. How's that going for you? It's not fulfilling, is it? I bet the aftertaste is a little gross. I bet you get a little heartburn from that. It doesn't taste great. Turns out it's not less filling either. It doesn't work. This is the same world of the mid-1600s when these lyrics were first written, where drunkenness debtor's prison, houses of ill repute 
were the world's answer to poverty, whiskey that could kill you, and an average 40-year lifespan. So because we're miserable, we will find answers, and those answers just don't work. And the people, people then were no happier than they are now. And yet, this hymn writer tells them, let nothing you dismay. God rest you merry, ladies and gentlemen. Why? In the face of all that, why? Because there actually is a hope. There actually is a comfort. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't need to say this a few times, it is not Satan's buffet of delights, the, the Turkish delight, if you don't understand that reference, read Narnia. If it's not that. It will not satisfy. It will always leave you aching, it will leave you hungry, and it will leave you very much in dismay. That's not the hope. It's that we have a Savior born on Christmas Day. A little baby who would become one of us and grow up and die. There is a reason not to dismay, but it's not, it's not any of the stuff that we tend to think it is. What is your hope right now? That the turkey's not burning because I'm getting a little long-winded? Is it that someone you love will find the help that they just so desperately need? <laughs> Maybe it's that there will be plenty of booze so that you can tolerate your in-laws. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Whatever your hope is, I promise you this, it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to work, and it will leave you wanting more. But there is a reason not to dismay. There is a reason to have glad tidings, comfort and joy. Reason to rest merry, ladies and gentlemen. And one reason only is that Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Christ our Savior, God with us, He's called. Emmanuel. God with us. That's what that means. God with us. Do you realize that in every effort that you make, in all of these things, whether it's vengeance or righteous anger or addiction or loneliness, whatever, all those things that we do, because we believe that there can be satisfaction there, and all those things, what we're actually looking for is to feel a connection with something divine. We want that. We ache for that. We long for that. And we've been cut off from it. And so we use all these ways of trying to find it. And every one of them is going to leave you lonely, broken, hurt, dissatisfied, unfulfilled, and without hope. You will be dismayed. But God with us. God coming to us, being with us, sharing our pain. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to hurt. He knows what it's like to long for something to be better than it is. And he weeps. <laughs> There's a scene where he weeps over the death of a friend who he's going to turn around and raise from the dead, but it still caused him pain. 
Even though he knows that in the long arc of the story, he's fixing it, he still hurts over it right now, and we need to know that. God with us. There is hope in that. And that is a hope that we only have because of Christmas. There is no other place, no other way, no other religion that even makes the claim to provide our hope by God coming to us, sharing our agony, sharing our hurt, and ultimately fixing it by saving us. Not just taking us to heaven one day when we die, making our lives here now better, giving us hope here now in this, in spite of this, weeping with us, caring for us, and carrying us through it. That is the reason that this hymn writer can say, God rest you, Mary. Be at peace and be happy. Yes, things are not always what they're supposed to be. But Christ, our Savior, has come. And He is coming. And He is with us even now. Let me pray for us as the team comes back up and we will sing one more song. Jesus, You are God. You are God with us. I thank You that You meet us in our deepest hurt. I thank you that you weep with us and for us. And I thank you that you don't leave us here, but you are actually making things better. Help us this Christmas season and this coming year to experience the depth of your grace when you meet your people and you love your people. It's in your name we pray. Amen.